Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, the presence of children. Sit back and relax, and let's get started. So I was up early on my target time this morning at 3.30 a.m. All was quiet on the home front, even though we've got 15 people staying at our house, including our family, with my brother, sister-in-law, their children, sister, brother-in-law, and their children, and my parents, and our children. And so it is a full house, but it was quiet this morning. We had a long day yesterday of playing and connecting, and uh, it was beautiful. And this morning, I was watching my daughter Perry on the monitor and just observing her. And one of the things that I do is I go in and reset her. By going in and resetting her and actually taking off her braces that she wears on her feet every night to... uh, as part of the therapy, ongoing therapy for her club feet. I go in and after she's kind of past the 12 hour mark, I'll go in and, and remove the braces and then give her a bottle, change her diaper, kind of completely reset her. And in doing so, she'll usually sleep for at least another probably 90 minutes longer than she normally would. And I do that so that my wife and other daughter can sleep longer if possible. But what I found is that that moment of going in to reset her is actually a, probably a bigger gift to me than it is my wife and daughter or even to Perry. Because what it's changed into for me is not just go in and figure out a way to engineer more sleep for the family, but what it's turned into is a meditation and prayer and just container of presence and connection. When I go in, the process is always the same. I always usually wake her up, not really wake her up, but just kind of pick her up, bring her over to the changing table, hold her close. She always snuggles in. She always puts her head right on my shoulder and kind of just connects. And uh, we do a couple of deep breaths together. Sometimes she joins me, sometimes she doesn't. I just take a big inhale and then a big exhale. And then sometimes it's so cute. Sometimes she'll, she'll do the same thing. I then lay her down. I take off the braces. There's six buckles that hold the shoes onto her feet. And I remove those. And there's no small amount of satisfaction in removing those braces from her feet. It's, it's actually one of the more rewarding moments of my morning. Just the idea of being able to remove those beautiful little feet from the bondage of those braces. And then change her and then pick her back up. And when I pick her back up, she brings her knees up because she can't really bring her legs together when she's got the brace on. She brings her knees up. You can tell that there's, it's probably comfortable to be able to move. And she snuggles right back in. And then I'll sit in the rocking chair for a few minutes. And this morning, what the gift that I got from this experience was was something 
something that I hadn't really put together before. Because I was sitting there saying to myself, okay, be present. What can I observe? What can I notice about this experience? What can I, what can I take from this? How does she feel in my arms? What does she smell like? How does her breath sound? What kind of energy am I feeling from her? How does the feel of her blanket against my hand feel? Like all the little details. I started trying to, trying to. And that's the, that's the operative word here. I started trying to be present instead of just being present. It's such a battle. And it was in observing my trying to be present that I realized something. Is that Perry was 100% present with me. Like 100%. In that moment. And she was, you know, she was kind of snoozing, but she was, she was awake enough to know I was there. And she was 100% present, like, like maximum. She doesn't think, she's not thinking about the meeting she has later. She's not thinking about having to write four or five chapters today in a book. She's not thinking about the workout she needs to get in. She's not thinking about the, uh, the meeting she has later with clients. She's not thinking about anything else. She's not worried about when she's going to wake up. She's not worried about anything else. She's 100% present with her father. And then I started just observing that. That feeling. And then the revelation was that as we all strive to be more present or to be present in our lives as adults, that it's sometimes it's difficult to do that because we don't have any, we think our story is that we don't have an example to look to. Like, who, okay, be present, great. What does that look like? I don't know. I don't experience it on a daily basis. I don't know anybody that is present. Everybody's running around like a bunch of damn chickens with their heads cut off. But I'd have you consider that if you have little children, you have an opportunity to observe presence. Our children, on a day-to-day basis, are far more present with us than we are with them. And we don't realize it. I started thinking this this triggered me to think about the other times I had spent with Perry in the last 24 hours. We had been at a playground. We had been at, uh, we had been at dinner or lunch yesterday. And then at dinner last night, we had sat next to each other. And there was a couple of moments there where we were sharing a, a, a smoothie. She loves my, the smoothies that we, we make together. And where sometimes we may think of children as like all over the place. They're, you know, they're interested in a lot of different things and they're all over the place. While she was interested in a lot of different things, while she was interested in the shake we were making and the food that was on the table and people running around, she was present with me and she was connected to me. And then I started thinking about all the other times that I observed her connecting with people at the playground, um, at the restaurant. And what I realized is that one of the reasons 
that she makes such an impression on people is that when she connects, she's 100% present. She looks people in the eye. She holds the, the moment. She, she doesn't uh, let it go and just move on to something else. She, she connects and she holds the moment super powerfully, even as a two-year-old. And so to see what presence looks like, I have, no, I have to go no further than to look to the example of my two-year-old. It's incredible. What a gift. What a gift. And there is a good probability that somewhere in your life, there is someone or perhaps even something. Pets can, de- pets can demonstrate this all the time. It, I'm, gonna, I'm just on a tangent here. I happened to notice my, my neighbor's dog a few days ago who's a, I think a nine or 10 year old Great Dane. Impressive, I mean this giant dog. And I noticed this, she's, she's, she's elderly. But I happened to notice her sitting outside. And she was just, if you've ever noticed this, you can watch this with, with animals. Animals will be, animals can be tremendously present. She was sitting outside and she was just observing the outdoors and nature. She was just observing like the birds and the, the trees. And she was just sitting there, totally peaceful. 100% present with her environment. So somewhere in your life, there's an opportunity to observe presence. And I'd have you right now just take a minute and think about who that person is that displays this to you. Is it a child? Is it perhaps your partner? Maybe. Probably unlikely. <laughs> but maybe, depending on your situation, your relationship. Is it a coach? Is it, is it uh, a pet? Possibly, who knows what it is for you, but somewhere in your life, I can almost guarantee you there's some, somebody else, something else or someone else that is an example of presence and is possibly much more present with you than you are with them, but they never tell you anything about it. They're just there. Just like Perry was for me at 3.55 a.m. this morning and gave me that gift. And so now I'm aware and thinking about where else can I look. But I've also created a new frame around what that experience is to go in and reset her. I'm not resetting her. She's resetting me. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. Keep tuning in. More to come.